AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armor All. Less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 
It's the fire in. It's the fire in. Clock. It's the fire in. It's the fire in. Clock. A camel shirt. No. It is. See. Fucking. I'm doing my fucking intro there, Ricky. What? What? What, what did you actually say, Ricky? I said I've got no idea who that is. Good. Doesn't matter. I'm doing my intro. Can I do it again? Is that all right with you? Yeah, do, do the intro again. It is season 11, episode 68 of the Fighting Cock podcast. How you doing, boys? Because it is fucking hot. It I, is fucking well hot. Rick, how, how do you feel um, John's dealing with the heat, given the fact that he has, like, a, like, if he's wearing clothes, he has two sets of clothes on? Badly. I don't, like, I get, like, genuinely, um, I don't know what I do. I don't think... Um, I know anyone with that amount of body hair. He keeps posting pictures of himself topless or probably naked, although we would never know. You'd um, like that. You'd like that. If if I was just posting you going, oh yeah, I've got my top off, but actually secretly I was naked. I think that makes it more exciting, if anything. No, I, I mean, yeah, definitely. But I just, how do you cope in this heat with so much hair and so much, you know, needing to sort of, conform to social norms which which would mean putting clothes on pants socks trousers yeah. so- shorts whatever it well, might be so i thought about this because um our friend alex from bristol put in the chat after i sent uh, another topless um shot today how can you not shave that chest in this heat and i thought about it and i thought well i don't think i actually get that hot in the summer like i'm actually not that hot it's just nice to have your top off when it's when it's hot i don't think i get any hotter than anyone else Pants not hot and that's not hot. And I, I thought about it and I thought, well, I'm pretty sure there's something to it. Like in when you're cold, your body hair is there to obviously like keep you warm. But in the summer, it like does something. So I Googled it and there's an article all about body hair from um, the well-known journalistic powerhouse that is Cosmopolitan magazine. There's, an, <laughs> there's, a, there's a number of facts here about uh, body hair. So for those um, well endowed with body hair as I am, um, some interesting facts for you. First of all, your body hair has muscles so despite my blubbery appearance i'm actually fucking hench because that, that doesn't make any sense what you just said body your body hair has muscle cells it's what makes them stand on end so right. so right. i am actually really quite hench because my entire body is just covered in in muscles the other the other fact that stood out to me Flav, is that body hair is actually tied to intelligence so according to a 1996 study the more body hair you have the more intelligent you are um, researchers found that the majority of male Mensa members had more body hair compared to the average population. So, just again, just another little fact for you. There was no um, sources to these, these facts. You could literally be reading anything. Reading Cosmopolitan, mate. If that's not good enough for you, I don't know what is. And then the last one, which is about body uh, heat, says body hair regulates your temperature so it can retain heat when we're cold and it wicks away sweat when we're hot. But before you can removing your hair. Yeah. There you go. You, uh, no, I don't know why, I you, maybe, you, why are you so defensive. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, I'm fine with you having body hair. I have no issue with it. What I'm saying, it's not, it's not defensive. It's a, it's a pride thing. I think there's probably other people out there who are feeling like, oh, God, I'm really hairy. Maybe I should shave it off. Do not. Don't do it. Like you're, you're already an advanced species because you've got, you're more intelligent, most likely, than the average bloke on the street. When it's hot like today, if you've shaved it off, you've embarrassed yourself. You'll be dripping in sweat. Well, I'll, I'll just be sitting here wick, wicking my life away. Uh, in, my, staying, staying cool. in my experience, that there isn't very, there's not many women out there that don't like a big hairy man. You know, there, there are yeah. sort of issues about what is manly and what is, you know, like what, like how, how do you define what it is to be a man? But we know fundamentally, if if you remove all of that sort of mentalness that we find ourselves in in modern day society where everything has to be questions and nothing is fucking binary john as a six foot three hairy yeti there are a lot of women out there that like that and um you know godspeed to him and he, do, he doesn't he don't shy away from it do you no a lot of men as well mate it's you know it's, it's a it's an inclusive lifestyle the hairy what's the name in the gay culture what's it called it's just called a bear yeah, big um, fucking nice. bear. So he's turning up, he's going to do damage and everyone's going to love it. Um, yeah, stick, stick my fingers in the honey pot. <laughs> <laughs> in, ter- in terms of what, 
Yeah, well, in gay culture, what's a honeypot? And I imagine it's. Uh, I'm not going to say it. You can. You can use your own imagination. Bum up, uh, bum up. Yeah, punchline there. Okay. Uh, what it was was also a little bit mental. Um, was the the friendly in inverted commas the preseason friendly or the preseason game between Tottenham Hotspur and Seville? And when it started, Rick, did you watch the game? Yeah, mate, I did. So when when it started, how long into it do you think? Well, they're not they're not being very very friendly here, are they? No, it was uh, it was quite tasty. It, it reminded me of uh, this. Uh, there's a quote in Only Fools and Horses, and it's Granddad, and Granddad's talking about the war, and and he says, "Cool, you should have seen the way those Germans were carrying on. Someone could have got hurt, <laughs> and uh, and uh, the way they were carrying on. What the fuck is yeah. shit out, boy? Like, what is what what the fuck is up with you? This is like a friendly." And it were well, basically it's it's for Son as well, and then like they're fucking hacking him and tr- like trying to bring him down. Like what? What's going on? Have I missed well, out on something here? We'll come on to the Son incident because um, you know it, it has it's not been it's not easily downplayed because there's we put a tweet out you know just after it happened and it you know it blew up and we had a lot of fans from other other clubs to sort of digging out going yeah that's the Son. That's the son that you don't understand. He's not a nice guy. He's a scumbag. He's he's not. Like, oh, everybody loves him and son. We don't. We hate him. That that's the sort of vibe we've got from everybody outside of the Tottenham fan base. But we'll come on to that. But before that, um, the idea of a preseason game was what John, when you were a kid, what 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 was preseason for Tottenham, and what is it now? Yeah, well, pre-season was playing. If you were lucky, was playing against the team near to where you lived, like some not like Stevenage, and you go, oh, get to Stevenage, Leighton Orient. It was it was games like that where it was like players you'd never really heard of, and then maybe a, like one first team who was coming back from injury, um, and then you know it would slowly build up over the course of the summer, and then there'd be like one decent friendly against a half decent side. That was it, right? It was just like a very basic, like pre-season, uh, not too dissimilar to like the lower leagues. They were all basically doing the same thing: do a bit of running, play a couple of games, play a few kids here and there, uh, do a nice thing for a local club, and and go from there. Now, like the scale and like size and like the whole event is is so di- is so different. And we're not talking like a million years ago. I'd say like even in ten years, it's completely transformed the way these like. These tours, like having yeah. a tour alone, is just completely different, eh? There were, there were no pl- player numbers. There were no yeah. like team sheets. Yeah. It was just like it was kind of like you just want a t-shirt, put it on, and fucking have a run about. Well, but, Luka uh, Modric played uh, a preseason friendly at Dagenham and Redbridge. <laughs> that's, that's, actually, that's where we find ourselves. But now the, it's, it's it's completely different, Rick. Isn't it? It's, it's because it's it's become. It's become a marketing exercise, but not just that. You're playing against teams that are, uh, that, are uh, that are hoping to compete at the same level as you in the in the next next season. So you get competitive games, and that game against Seville was. It, I mean, it, it was no surprise we had two players. I mean, it wasn't a surprise that Cessnion went off injured, but Ben Davies. Although I, I got a tweet earlier that saying that it's not Ben Davies, and and we've been calling it wrong for the last seven or eight years it's been davis davis d-a-v-i-s i know it's not spelt like that but it's supposed to be pronounced like that nah nah I a welshman I... called davis it's all always davies well these are these are welsh people that have contacted us to say that we're saying it wrong but i, I would say to those welsh people if you if you are listening i think we know your language a bit better than you do right yeah so uh we're going to continue to call him ben davies um, but yeah, he got injured, and uh, Sessegnon got injured, and it was all—it was all a little bit sort of feisty. But the question is, Ben, um, ben <laughs> John, John. The question is, John, is—is is, would you do you want us to see? Do, do you want us to be a part of a pre-season warm-up game where it's as contested? Because it felt like a Premier League game, generally. It, like, it felt like a game where it meant something. Do you want that level of intensity going into the new season? Does that prepare us well? Or is the risk of injury that we found out during this game that there was significant risk of injury because two of our players went off? What's better? What, what, what's, what's the correct way to approach these games? Well, like, I think the sort of getting them 
getting them prepared and up to speed as quickly as possible so that you hit the ground running for the season is the aim. So uh, it, it feels a bit early for these this type of intensive uh, intensity game, but got to, like most things at the moment, I've got to trust Conte and his team to know what they're doing. And I know that, again, there's a lot of people talking about the intensity of the training and them like running the players into the ground. I think fundamentally, like they can't do too much running. Like they're going to get really, really fit. His whole system is about like getting up and down and being physically dominant. We're going to do something special this year. Going to have to like start really, really well. So maybe it's not a bad thing for it to be. I think Conte would have liked it. Yeah, I think so. I think that this is exactly what he likes, which is they're struggling and battling physically and mentally and seeing what they're made of when they're pushed up against it. I, I think he would have enjoyed that. And also, I think he wants to see some of those fringe players or youth players that are in the squad, how they react in those circumstances. So he probably he probably got a lot out of that, to be honest. Did you, Rick? Yeah, I mean, like um, like going back to uh, what you were saying about the, the pre-season friendly and now it's uh, it's just more of a marketing ploy, isn't it? Like uh, just raising your brand profile in different countries uh, and playing against big teams that you expect to be playing in the Champions League, um, and there wasn't like back like back in the day that there wasn't that um, like you pressure play, on them to, to play, win those types of games. You play eight or nine, and then do you remember, do you remember Rick? Because we'd always talk about this, having the prestige, the 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 the, pre, the preseason friendly at Wild Lane. It was it was like the the prestige the prestige friendly Roma. Into yeah, Milan. The, the glamour tie. The glamour tie. That was it. The glamour <laughs> friendly. That was what I was looking for. <laughs> and, and, and but I, I don't, I don't think that was helpful to our season. As it panned out, it probably wasn't. No, didn't we? Didn't we smash up Roma in one preseason friendly? Yeah, and then we were like, like this is it, lads. Two points and then, uh, Yeah, then we. Uh, I think we ended up getting smashed up ourselves. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it was. Um, it's a weird one as well. And like you were saying, the, the game had this ebb and flow about it, like it was a Premier League game. Like the, when Seville were, had possession and they were attacking us, you could see us drop it, our back, uh, back three dropped into like the back five, how we'd normally defend in the Premier League against City and against Liverpool. And then obviously when we got a foot, foot in the game and transitioning quickly um, and getting the ball forward, it was... I know that's what we're going to, we're supposed to be working on because that's the way we played last season. But it did feel like a game that I would hate to have lost. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Normally, no. preseason friendly. Oh yeah, you know we go shit. We, we had like eleven changes at halftime. Who gives a shit? But this time, I was like, no, no, no. I, I want to win. And like, um, I think it was the United and Liverpool friendly. And United pan Liverpool four 0 Now, in a friendly, whether it's against West Ham, Chelsea, Arsenal, wh- whoever it might be, I don't want to lose four 0 against anybody. And it's just kind of like, even though in a in a friendly, maybe like five years ago, ten years ago, I wouldn't have been that that fast. But now it just feels like every game is important, even though it is a preseason friendly. So it's just like it's just yeah, that it's it's really weird how uh, how things have swung now. Yeah, it was clear. Well, it's it's. I think it's about the fact that the the big teams are playing each other constantly. Yeah, and um and and with that becomes an an air of uh, competitiveness that probably wasn't there, as you say, ten years ago. Um, but there was one moment in this game against Seville where there was a, a big fallout. Son got um. A bad challenge on Son. He rode it and then got up, and then there was a bit of a commotion, and Son pushed the whoever the, the other player was away, and the the Bash brothers, as, as they're being coined, I love that. I absolutely love that. The Bash brothers of Romero and and Richarlison stepped in ahead of Son. Do you think? Do you think there's any element of Son going, mate? I've got this. Like you don't have to protect me. I've I've got this, John. Or or, or do you think he was happy in the fact that? Romero and Richarlison came in and went, you're getting nowhere near our little brother, even though he's, you know, five years older than me. Yes, Son Son doesn't give a fuck. Son's not scared of anyone. I, and I don't mean that in like going out scrapping on the cobbles every weekend in Dagenham, but he can handle himself. The guy who did like national service, he probably could have got out of it. And 
that's not just like national service in Switzerland. No offense to the Swiss listeners, where learning how to be neutral in a war like that's never going to happen. Using Swiss They're, army knives. Yeah, exactly, and eating and throwing Toblerone at the enemy. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not really going to ever kick off. Whereas if you're South Korean, you never know what's going to happen. Like there's a demilitarized zone, and all sorts of shit pops off there. So he's a pretty brave bloke, and I don't think he gives a fuck. And now when people are um, kicking off about him, going, oh, this is the real son, he's got a nasty side. Yeah, yeah. Most, he, I mean, most elite athletes, most like... He's a man, he's man. A, normal, a normal man. Has, has a streak, you kick someone, they're going to kick you back. I know the most like placid geezers ever, and when you like on a football pitch, if you like do something to them, they'll just punch you. And on the street, they would never do it. You couldn't, you couldn't say enough bad stuff to them to make them want to punch you. But on a football pitch, you kick them, they're going to punch you. They're going to kick you, they're going to lose their head. And so these type of players that's like at that level, not pushovers a lot of these guys. And Son is definitely not one of those. He's definitely got a streak in him where he's like, I don't give a fuck. So there is, there is this big thing. So we, we, had, uh, we, 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 we had our biggest tweet in the history of uh, uh, since running Jeez. Love the Shirt. Um, we had yeah the the biggest tweet it was like fifteen thousand likes. I mean, what is it? Fifteen thousand? I don't know. I don't know what that means. What mean? It's a lot. I know it's a lot, but it, I mean, I don't know what it means. But um, yeah, so we're in the situation where we've tweeted about Sun, and then you, whenever a tweet goes viral, you know because fans of other clubs suddenly start quote retweeting it, and it happened about about five k, maybe about six hours after it was tweeted. And every single one of them was like, Son's at fault. Son's the arsehole. Son's not very nice. He's an arsehole. There is an issue with with um, Humin Son. Like, they don't like him. So what we, I think Spurs fans have lived in a bubble about Humin Son for a while. And while that bubble is truth, he is a nice geezer. Outside of it, they just look at the damage that he will do to their club. And, have, and, and, and it seems in unison of have grabbed onto this idea that Son isn't actually a nice guy. He's actually a, an arsehole. And I have no issue with it. But it, it was just an interesting interesting situation to uh, bear witness to. Um, Ricky, is Son an arsehole? No, he, he's, he's not. Uh, and I am going to put that down to bots that were retweeting. Um, no, these because were fans. They've got, they were fans. No, no, agenda. That's what I want to say. But... but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, there is so there's the red card of Son against Gomez. Chelsea. Chelsea, where he kicked out, uh, kicked yep. up. At, uh, I can't remember who it was, but he got sent off. Gomez, Everton. I think he was crying, and like Gomez's leg was on back to front. Um, th- there's been a few incidents, and while kind of we see Son as Son, that the full Son, his personality, character. Real, real lovely guy. A lot of people, all they see is a flashpoint of either him scoring or those incidences where he's given a bit of the needle and or where he's been sent off. And I think it's Tottenham as well. I think everybody loves to put the boot in on Tottenham in any shape, way or form, whether it's the hating of Harry Kane, even though he's like uh, one of the most prolific goal scorers. Well, he certainly is for Tottenham, but he's going to be for England as well. Um, whether it's Son, whether it's we haven't got any trophies uh, of late, wh- wh- whatever it might be, that, that everyone is always trying to dig us out. Um, but I think it's unfair on Son. Um, I don't think he gives a shit. If it, it's, that's, that's, that's the question, is it does it matter what, what they think about him? It doesn't matter. No, it don't. It, it, it doesn't matter. And um, it just makes you... Uh, sing louder, really. It just makes your support of him more ardent, more kind of like, um, I, 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 I mean, I'd always back any of our players, but Sonny, man, you can't fucking, my, you can't Ricky, say anything about Son. No, my issue with this is that there were Liverpool fans digging out Son like about his credibility and he's, you know, he, like, all right, he's he's a great player, but he's not as nice as you lot think he is and we, we're going to... Um, we're gonna jump on every every little moment where he he might lash out or put his elbow or like kick up at Rudiger or whatever it might be or that unfortunate injury of Andre Gomez. But the fact is, they've the players that they've defeat that they've defended, 
Like, it's about to say Suarez. Suarez. They all fucking yeah. wore a fucking t-shirt. Weird masks. Like, there ain't Spurs, Spurs fans not doing that shit. A racist <laughs> biting bastard. Yeah. One of the most detestable footballers in the history of the game. And you're defending him because he plays for your football club. And you feel like that would progress your football club. There isn't I, a level. They can't. Go on. Sorry, John. Sorry, I was going to say, I can't remember any single football fan in the whole country having a problem with Sigurdsson. Get him now. Nonce. Sorry, what? <laughs> That's so, true. No one what? had a problem with him. He was the ni- nicest part on the pitch. Don't mean that he's not doing all sorts of shit in his own, in private life. Just because players do mad shit on the pitch, it's got nothing to do with them being like a nice guy or a bad guy. There's loads of people who are horrible bastards on the pitch do loads of nice stuff for charities. There's people like Sigurdsson just out nonce in that. Yeah, I know. I know there is. But what, what, what should we do with Sigurdsson? We do with him. We'll try him in the courts, I imagine. Go down the legal route. <laughs> so, sorry, I thought you said sign him. <laughs> no. I mean, uh, no. <laughs> no. No, no. Not at all. Uh, just on, on the pre-season games, we, we touched, <laughs> touched about it um, just, just before, you know, the start of the podcast. Um, United fans are celebrating a, a 4-0 win against Liverpool in the pre-season. Arsenal fans, more to the point. Uh, are celebrating. I don't know if you saw the footage of um, um, the, the troops and I can't remember his name, but the the other guy. And uh, he they're, they're sort of talking about Everton beating Everton on a on a preseason tie as as something seismic. As it, they're all jumping around, they're happy. I'm sure they're buzzing off each other's vibes and stuff and all that all that sort of stuff. But I, I'm, I'm I'm perplexed by the the way Arsenal fans are behaving at the moment. Like this was the same fan base that wanted to destroy the manager that gave them everything, and now they're celebrating a win in the preseason. You know, some sort of bullshit cup that we got ridiculed for celebrating winning, like the Peace Cup or the you know the Hyundai Cup or whatever it might be, the Audi Cup. We got we we got done and and rightly drawn and quartered for celebrating the fact that we'd won this competition. They'd won a game in it against beating a team that should have got relegated last season in Everton and suddenly they're going to uh, what what are they going to do? What 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 are they going to do? I, I, it's just embarrassing. Yeah, I, I mean for the first time I've tried to I've tried my hardest to stay although like uh, um I did send a little uh, a tweet yesterday about it, but I've just tried to keep out of it because like the Spurs fans and Arsenal fans are as bad as each other. And, but it's like the threads of them, you know, why X player is better than that player. And you try to sign this player, but he came to us and like all these, it's just like little kids squabbling when in my mind, I'm just like, just wait until the season starts. Wait until the season starts because we, we are going to wallop them up and down everywhere. And I'm that confident that we will. But all this kind of like, you know, it's 10 days ago where we were seeing Arsenal's best 11 and Martinez and Rafina were in the team. It's like, well, where are they now? It's like all these... It wasn't just Martinez. It was Jed Spence. It was... It was um, uh, what that, that, yeah, Rafinha. There was, help me out, boys. There was there were other te- uh, players. There, there, yeah, exactly. That, 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 that... <laughs> that Arsenal wanted to sign. Not only that, the, their fan base had mocked up, fucking, like the player in their shirt. Just dickheads, man. Just dickheads. <laughs> They're like little wasps. They're just they just want to be uh... Martinez. Martinez, the player who's just been signed for, for Man United, they were banging on about it, like, oh, what, what a great signing, what a great window we've had. And you've not signed any, apart from Gabriel Jesus, who, if we wanted him, we could have signed him. They, and, and, and their own fan base have been talking about, you know, look at Robbie from Arsenal Fan TV and the other plebs that they have on that show. They were they were talking about um, oh they'd all want Richarlison if they had a choice before before Richarlison had signed for Spurs it was like who do we choose oh, I think I like I like Richarlison we sign him we sign him but, but now Gabriel Jesus is is the guy he's gonna score you twenty twenty five goals thirty goals a season he's gonna do what Gabriel Jesus would never in a million lifetimes if you had the front line of, that we have would ever get in it 
never. I'm already, to be honest, I'm already like perturbed. I was perturbed at the end of the season after we finished fourth and the season, like the last game of the season was over. The amount of Arsenal shirts on the street. I, I honestly, I was gobsmacked. I was like, just one weekend. Have you no shame? Like, have you genuinely got no shame to the point where you think that you're not going to get fucking mocked for that? I couldn't believe it. All over the summer, there's just there's just gooners everywhere, like wearing their shirts with pride, like it's the second coming of Arsene Wenger, and they're gonna they're gonna dominate the world. I, all I can think of is it's like because I haven't seen it for a while. It's been weird. There's been like this dip, and it's like this resurgence of like pride for their team. And I do think it's like the last like thing to like cling on to of like right we've 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 been shit for ages we've got this like quote unquote brilliant young team with some very questionable talent in that that list of young players and th- now we've got a team we can be proud of this this team you can be proud of fucking bottled it and finished below us and we're apparently so shit. Uh, but you you are consistently finishing below us so I I am hoping that this is like the proper pride before a big fall and I think this season we're going to have a big fucking wake up call because they did okay last year that, let's be honest there are a lot of performances that weren't great, a lot of teams are going to figure them out this year and I think I actually think they're going to be in, in a bit of trouble, not like relegated but I think they're not, they're not going to finish where they finished this year, I think they'll finish lower than that so, yeah. fuck them uh, Jed Spence joins, joins on them um, what do you make of it Rick? Well, um, first of all, I I am that guy that's like, well, if I haven't seen him in a Tottenham shirt, if he hasn't got the scarf outside the ground, he hasn't signed. But he literally has been in the Tottenham shirt. It just hasn't been announced. Yeah, well, it's like leaked photos. Are they photoshopped? Are they they mocked up? Is someone trying to get us? Okay, imagine that he has been signed. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, it's a great signing, really. I mean... We've obviously wanted someone to play on the right, uh, to, to play that right wing back position. And when uh, Doherty first came in under Conte, he wasn't cutting the mustard at all. Um, Royale, he's been very hit and miss as a right wing uh, as a right wing back. Um, him when he's attacking, getting him, uh, getting well, trying to get into attacking positions. He's either not getting in the right positions um, or when he gets in those positions, his crossing just hasn't delivered at all. So, but when he has played and he's played at like a, a traditional fullback position, he's been great. But that's not the style of football that we want. And Doherty, when he was get when he did find that uh, rhythm and he had that momentum and he scored a couple, assisted a few... And he was kind of learning the way that Conte wants him to play. He got injured, um, which is really unfortunate. And also, I think he's like, is he like 30 now? Maybe 29, 30? Yeah. Um, so we do need um, we do need a kind of um, a young player that is going to push both, both of those. And Spence, with his um, performances in the championship last season... I, don't, I know it's really hard to kind of say something when you're looking at, um, uh, what do you call it, a highlights reel. But he looks like a player that... Carl Walker. What, what, we, what we want. Like someone that can take players on, that can beat their man, and also put a ball in too. And now I've seen a lot of comments saying about his uh, ball-crossing ability hasn't been great, but that's stuff you can work on. And I think there are things where, especially someone like uh, Conte, what what he did with the wing back of like Moses and Perisic, that if you have certain raw um, like skill set and talent, that he knows he'll be able to work with that player and get the best out of them. But sometimes that if they don't have that skill set and then he's still trying to mould them, it's just like, you just think, oh, fuck this. Uh, this would be more easier. So I think uh, with Spence, it's it's a, it's a great idea. He's very raw still, but um, I think that uh, Conte will certainly get the best out of him. There's parts of his game that are so, like, like he is raw, but that he has the sort of... the. 
he has the elements to his attacking ability where where he he can have a massive influence on what we're doing going forward. When he gets the ball, he loves to run. He loves to get the ball and carry it and and attack defenders. And um um, it, I think the difference that he has compared to Doherty and and um, oh fuck, what's his name? Royale. Oh. Royale. Yeah, sorry, Royale. Uh, where they are, they've been trained as as defenders, and they, and sometimes the the attacking part of the game is celebrated because they're not expected to do it, but with Spence, the attacking part of a, of his game is intrinsic to everything good he does. So he can defend, he can make that last ditch tackle, but his ability to carry is what will separate him, I think, from from the rest of our right wing backs. And we say rest, we've got three of them, and four if you add in uh, Lucas Mora, which has has caused some 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 sort of upset. But um, I don't have any issue with the fact that. Lucas Moore, if he is staying, can play in a right wing back or can play in uh, forward front three. It's just options, isn't it? Yeah, I think as well, Conte was um, was saying about Mora and him dropping into that right wing back position and saying he did exactly the same with and worked with Perisic. Um, so he was saying that he could do it with Mora. Mora is is pushing on. He He's 30. Um but it's kind of like I think with with Mora, he and the position he plays, he wasn't getting the goals or assists, or um, he just wasn't doing what Conte wanted him to do as part of that front three. And with um, Kulusevski, and especially when you see him Khan, how, how good he is, um, and it's just that reminder. And uh, now we've got Richarlison there. Those are the types of players that we want to play there, the, the players that can score regularly uh, and assist and just uh, be really kind of uh, can use the ball in tight situations and one-twos. And I just don't think Mora, Mora is that guy. And I think Conte recognises that, but it's not to, to say, oh, he's not good enough for me. I'm going to throw him on the scrap heap. He's been loyal towards him because every single time he wants to call in him, Moore is there, he's ready. Uh, whether he's part of the starting eleven or whether he comes up on the subs bench, he always gives 100%, always running down people, listens to instructions. Um, so it is kind of like decent that he still wants to keep him around and still sees him useful and trying to transition him to a right wing back. But like you just said, uh, Flav, that we've got quite a few players in that, those positions, so it's going to be interesting to see if one of them gets sold sold during this window. John, what do you make of Jed Spence signing? Yeah, I think um, just on this whole like wing backs like conversation, I think this again goes back to like just trusting Conte and like his system and his track record. <coughs> like we used to, we used to call Poch the fullback whisperer, right? Well, Conte is definitely the wing back whisperer. He has done it repeatedly with players, old players, young players, uh, converting wingers into fullbacks. Like he, he knows what he's doing, and I think we need to kind of let him experiment. I think basically he didn't try it last season because we we're in the middle of a season, and he didn't want to try and like change too much in terms of players' natural positions. I was in a preseason, and I agree with Rick. Like he obviously likes Lucas. Every manager we've had likes Lucas because of his work rate and his attitude is is first class. And you need players like that. Like players who aren't in the first eleven, they are great around the squad. They can they're adaptable. They can play in loads of different positions. And like fundamentally, he's not awful, right? He, he's never bad. He's just sometimes he's just not good enough. And so I think like players like that get overshadowed and overlooked and kind of thought of as like oh god, we need to upgrade them. But there are a lot of talented players. We've seen it with Ndombele, who are much better than players like Lucas. But they will fuck your squad up. They will upset the apple cart. And so I'm all for this experiment, like to try and see if it will work, because it would be great if you really could make him a bit more of a, like if you got a bit more output from him, basically. Um, but I actually really like the signing of Spence because I think it's just, uh, it's a look to the future. I think he's like very highly rated, very talented like player. I think like Cess on the other side is also of a good age and is like good kind of ceiling in terms of their talent. And then in front of them are more, seasoned senior professionals in Doherty and Perisic. I think it's quite a nice balance. And then obviously like the Lucas and Royale as like potential options for 
backups basically to the backups. I think probably one of those two gets sold, if I'm honest. Like, uh, probably not Lucas, so probably Royale will get sold and he probably like has a decent value. It'd just be interesting to see. But if they all stayed, I wouldn't be like jumping up and down. I don't think it's like desperate that we have to get rid of it, especially as there's going to be more substitutions next year. I think the bigger squads are going to benefit from that because they'll be able to rotate in-game. And so even if you rotate both your fullbacks every game, you still have another three substitutions to make. So it's quite... I think it's quite interesting to see how that's going to play out. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Conte was uh, Conte uh, was uh, warned, apparently, if you believe some of the tabloid press, that Conte was warned by the fellow by his fellow coach that he could be pushing his stars too hard in pre-season, which could result in uh, injuries in the coming season. So you guys know if you've read the running order who I'm talking about. So apparently Conte has been warned by a fellow coach and has said what you're doing is too much. That fellow coach, according to this news outlet, was Leighton Orient's Richie Wellens. And that's national news. Yeah, I did see that. And I I, I didn't know if there was if you'd uh, got the running order wrong or, or there was just there was supposed to be a bit of information ahead of Richie Wellens or whatever his name is. No. Uh, but no, 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 it's, it's just him saying it. Like, cheers, cheers, mate. But when you read the headline, you, as, as a Spurs fan, you're reading it going, like, because we, we know that the, the idea that, that we've seen our players like collapsing after, what is it, 40 lap runs or whatever it might be. I didn't see that. Um, Kane was sick on the pitch after his run. Did I? I didn't see that. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is, is it true or are you just saying it? No, 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 it is true. It is true. Yeah, uh, during the um, the runs they were doing, uh, Kane collapsed on the floor and was sick. Uh, Sonny uh, collapsed on the floor and he had to be picked up. Um, and then uh, obviously there was just... Uh, Matt Doherty looked like he was... Uh, body you know, when, strewn all over the pitch. When you fall, you, you can't control your limbs and you fall on your own arms. That's when yeah. you know it's, 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 it's too much. Um, I, I, I just... I don't, we know what Conte does. We know how good he is. We know what he's done previously. You know what the level of commitment that he expects from his players. And this is just, it just feels like nothing for him. It, it feels like this is what, what there, there, there were, there was images of him on, on the touchline, just looking and going, okay, I'm watching who is, who is, coping with this mental thing that I'm giving them like expecting them to do and who isn't Pape Sar he's one of the ones that that, that found it very easy apparently just bouncing along like it's nothing (laughs) what did you make of him John? Um, to be honest I kind of forgot we had him (laughs) until until this uh, like pre-season kicked off I kind of forgot that he was uh, coming back um to be honest, I didn't pay too. I'm like seen the games in full, so I've only seen highlights. Um, but he looks neat and tidy, nice passing range. It'd be interesting to see whether he features at all the season. Like, will he get another loan? Um, yeah, I don't know. Again, like it's the same thing. Is it going to be a different? Do we have to sort of change our mind a little bit and like our shift our sort of mindset as fans about? Quads? Because if you can make more subs, you need more options and you need more types of options got i'd say like pretty similar types of players in skip hoiberg Tukur, and basuma i know they have their different like obviously they're not exactly the same but ostensibly they're kind of similar players um i don't know if if we need someone slightly different i don't i know enough about him to to know even if he's that type of player so i don't know it's, it'll be interesting to see what the actual end result um of our squad actually looks like with or outgoings and players going out on loan because I think that will determine what it really looks like, basically. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, let's move on to uh, got a couple of questions before we end. Uh, Lee Bishop he says, "Love how we finished last season and how we have uh, strengthened the squad early and in the right places. We have one of the best managers in the game and a great squad plus Kane and Son. So why do I still feel like it's all going to be about to go to shit?" Uh, has this crossed your mind, boys? Because it has mine. That, 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 that regardless of all the great things that have happened, Basile Basuma, Perisic, you know, uh, Jed Spencer, young, up and coming, like Carl Walker esque, 
right wing back that that's something's still not going to like something will fuck up for us. Is that is that a mental thing to suggest? Are we are we no. being too sensitive? No, 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 no. We're you know we're Spurs fans and have been for the past fucking thirty years and lived and breathed every uh, heartaching moment of it. But um, I don't feel any uh, negativity. I don't feel that it's going to blow up. Are you confident, Riffy? Yeah, mate. I am well confident. Very confident. And the thing is, as well, like there, there is part of me that's like, shit, man. We've we've signed like five, six players, six players now, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is six. Yeah. So um, we've signed six players. That, that's quite a lot, isn't it? But then yeah. there's something saying to me that they're not all starting eleven. It's the, the, it's for squad and it's replacing better people in the squad. So and five substitutes again this season, like like you've all mentioned. And the World Cup uh, starting players are going to be starting earlier. Not much more of a rest, so you're going to need uh, you know a, a bigger squad. But um, there is that part of me that where John was saying that we want to hit the ground running is that have we got, have we signed too many players? Because there, there will be more signings. There will be more signings. And it's how do that, how does it all fit in? How do they all um, understand what Conte wants in terms of uh, their position or the team's uh, formation? And what is our philosophy going to be? And just the environment, whether wherever they're com- coming from, if it's a different country or different part of England and settling in and stuff. So, yeah, that, that stuff all does ruminate around in my mind. But we've got like, we've got fucking great players, great manager. The coach is great. We've got this new free kick uh, specialist as well. I'm bits. like, yeah, I'm just like rubbing my hands together. I want the season to start now. I want it to, yeah. like, I, I am. It's, rare, it's rarely been go. that way, isn't it? It's and, rarely and the been... thing is, yeah, and the thing is, like, saying that, is it all going to blow up in our face? We're Tottenham fans. It probably is, but it just means this time it's going to happen in a cup final. Like, we, we'll, get, we'll get further along. It's not it's not going to be we'll go out in the uh, fifth round or fourth round of the cup. We'll get through to the final. Can we... Then fuck it up. But John, least, can we you know, win something this there. year? Can we win something this year? Yeah, we can. Like, we definitely can. Will I, we? I, Will we? How confident? I think... I am actually quite confident we're going to win something. I think that we're going to we're going to push the league really close. My guess. I think we might win the FA Cup this year and push the league really close. Um, but I also think this is probably the best chance we might we might get to win the league, which sounds zerk, but just hear me out. I feel like Liverpool losing Mane and just where they are in the cycle, Klopp. This you, we might see a bit of a bit of a funny season from them. City of like looking to turn over their squad. Now I know they're bringing in quality players like Haaland, but sometimes like bringing in a really good player and like they've lost Sterling and they've you know they're changing a few members of their squad. Because like that can unsettle a team. Like they, you can you can kind of between they're going to play a different way. I think basically going forward because they've got a big centre forward now, so they're probably not going to play with like a false nine. So they're going to they're going to change the way they play. Is that going to disrupt them? Is it going to disrupt them enough to lose enough points that a team like like Spurs can consistently get enough points to win the league? Only time will tell, my friend. But I do feel like this could be a season. Chelsea as well, a little bit like disarray. Few kind of on the surface pretty good signings, but again they're in. As a club, they're in kind of a state of like turmoil. Maybe this is a ch- like this is a chance. I think there's there's a on paper right now you could look at that and go there's a reasonable chance for someone else to to upset the apple cart and give it a go. Why not us? Like all the reasons that Ricky's listed, like we do have one of the best managers. He has got a system that is proven to win. He always does well in the league. Signed experienced players, young promising players. We have the best striker. We have the best second striker in San, if you want to call him that. We've got quality defenders in Romero. We've got a solid keep. Like we've got the backbone. We've got all the things you need. And for once, we've had a summer where we're all saying sign a few key players in these positions early, and we've done it. Like yeah. if we don't kick on now, it's like I don't really know what else the club could have done to facilitate us doing something special. So yeah, what? fuck it, we're going to win the league. Love it. Uh, we've got a final question from uh, T Fenners. He says, "Change your opinion on the away scuba kit now you've seen it in action." No. Worst thing I've ever seen. It's terrible. 
what what is a shame is the fact that this could be the greatest season that Spurs have had in decades. We have to play in that absolute terrible kit. Ricky, that is it's horrible, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely disgusting. Absolutely, I can't. Like, I know we say what this are they all doing? the time. Like, what, 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 how can who, you get a, a kit wrong? But who I guess in the that... club is saying, "Yeah, that's fine," or they or they just not not care? And if you say they don't care, there are thousands, tens of thousands of kids walking around with Spurs emblem on on that fucking monstrosity. But the the home kit from last season was terrible. No, uh, not last the the season before last season. The yeah. You know, you know what I mean. That was terrible. But this away kit was is garbage, garbage. Someone in the club has gone has signed that off instead of pushing back on Nike and gone. This is not good enough for us. This is embarrassing. This is shit. Why? Why hasn't anyone at the club gone? This is a terrible kit. This is awful. An awful, awful kit. Worst it doesn't about- matter that much, but it's just absolute fucking. <laughs> Dog shit. It's cat shit. <laughs> Worse. Worse than dog shit is cat shit. That's what's that fox do- fox shit. That's really bad. Really potent. Terrible. The, the, the worst thing about it for me uh, is that it's not disgusting enough. It's like yeah, go mental. Was, if you're gonna do it, it go like mental. A, you know, like people wear like a Versace shirt and it's just fucking garish and out there and it's just fucking mental. And you're like, it's so disgusting that at least it's making a statement. This is the equivalent of like Brantano shoes. <laughs> like in Lonsdale, like Lonsdale, Lonsdale shoes, Oxford. yeah, Lonsdale matchsticks. Like, I mean, it's just Lee Cooper jeans. Like, it's yes. just it's just so mediocre. That's exactly it's what it is. Yeah, but someone's just gone. Fuck it, right? Just pick three colours, put them in three different places on the shirt, and hit send. That's it's just <laughs> mediocre. That's what's offensive about it. Last year, that fucking kit where it looked like it was like a Jackson Pollock with all the fucking bits thrown Loved it, it. on it. Because that was someone... wicked because it was fucking mental. They, yeah, they did something mental. This isn't that. It's just blocked. It's like Easy. paint. It's like a kid in fucking the early 90s of MS Paint could have made that. It's literally yeah. colour, colour fill. Colour fill. Colour fill. That's all he's done. It was Aesthetic. shit. Any, anybody right. involved, whoever it is at Spurs who, who, who was involved in signing that off, Needs to be fucking sacked. Shit. I reckon, I reckon what happened is they got they got sent from the designers like really like cool designs, and the guy who was responsible for like getting it signed off just accidentally accidentally deleted the file, and he had basically thirty seconds to send it, and was like fuck, and just mocked one up on on MS Paint and just sent it over, and they went a bit weird, but sure, let's go for it. <laughs> and do you know do you know what's fucked up about this is that Barcelona have the same kit. They've got the same yeah. kit. Every Nike team has the same kit, and I get it. There's some sort of fucking emical. Uh, economical idea about like why we have to fucking share kits or share designs and stuff. Don't want it. Like that... it never used to be like that, did it? Just g- give it to the fans. Give it to the fans at the end of the season. Just let let us design it. Just stop. Like like Nike can manufacture it and they can sell it and they can get all the profits. But give it to us for one season. Just go. What do you want? And we'll give it to you. Like what you did last season was perfect. They did like the the white shirts and you know navy blue bottoms, white white white. Yeah, and 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 I get it. Like you you need to change it every season to make it sort of financially financially viable. And you did enough this season. Like a lot of people loved the the um the home kit this year with the you know the round collar. And I get it. I I I don't like it as much as last season. I think last season's kit nailed it. But I can understand why there needs to be some change, and for you know, Tottenham Hotspur fans are enjoying this kit. But that the away kit and the fucking third kit is like, get put it all in the bin and start again because you haven't done good enough. <laughs> Have they done good enough, Ricky? The away kit is disgusting. The third kit is a bit jazzy, a bit more jazzy, but out there. But like, I am quite a. Uh... I'm quite traditionalist, really. I like I like us to be. You like you like twenty minute twenty minute and, minish, uh, missionary in and out, in and out, little brown bum going up and down. No, no, oh, no! Yeah. All the moves, all the moves for that. You, how many moves? All you of them. You ain't, got, you ain't got the moves. No, I ain't got. I, no, no. I'd like to do all the moves. Well, what, if, I, you, if you had to, in your wildest dreams, if you had a move that you could do, what would it be? Oh, I don't know. Wheelbarrow. 
just seems awkward, really. It is a lot, isn't it? It's carrying the legs, and you've got legs and the, the body and that, and then your yeah, dick's not, that not is. big enough. It's, yeah. I'd like to see Ricky um, get, like, you know, <laughs> you know, there's that one where the woman's on top and the legs are up, and she, like, sits on it, and it and she's looks like she's fucking you. That one. So I'd love uh, to see that. Yeah, I think I know the one you mean. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, can can you explain it, please? <laughs> I'll try and explain I... it. So the man's laying down, and he puts his legs akimbo, but pushes his like piece forward, and then the woman sort of like straddles, standing up, and then sits on his dick. So when you're looking at it from behind, it looks like she's fucking the bloke with a cock. <laughs> But it's his cock, just as he's on the other end of it. <laughs> it's, it phases me every time I see it. Uh, and it's a sort of that T loves because it's a- Amazon women do it because obviously they're taller. Um, I've seen it a few times. I, I quite like it. It's quite dominant. It's quite sexy. I could imagine Rick taking a good old pounding. Uh, good, lovely to see. Yeah, I yeah, can imagine, I'll be up Rick, for that. I can imagine yeah. Rick with his ankles behind his ears. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well up for that. All right, boys. <laughs> Should we go and have our dinner, shall we? I just want an ice cream. I'm gonna have a lovely calippo. Uh, I'm going back. I'm going, going to go into my bedroom and get get flexing, get those ankles behind my head, <laughs> rolling around like a crab. Babes, get in here and sit on me. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> Ricky, John, I love you both. Love you. We'll love see you. you Bye. Up, up the Spurs. Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. 
Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.